moving on to All Star Weekend. We saw we had a, a great weekend of festivities. I think um, the dunk contest it was a bit stale, but having new judges, um, I guess personalities on the panel like DJ Khaled. Yeah, he was forward. essentially the Russian judge. He, he was. He was, <laughs> he was very tough. He, 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 I don't know. I don't know what got into him. I guess in order to be the best, you have to really be the best to DJ Khaled. Like, yeah. you have to really do something that that he hasn't seen before. But I think overall. The competition, it was pretty good. I, I would have liked to seen a bit more, a few more superstars in it. Sure. I mean, we had some rookies, some young guys that were in it. And I, I think it was, it was a bit lackluster. I, I mean, I like the dunks, but I don't know. I think it was still missing that, that one name. The fact that Aaron Gordon had got hurt right before the All-Star game. And the fact that, um, you know, Zach Levine was just coming back off injury. We knew we weren't going to have those two. But I just think that it needed a name at least to push it forward and spice it through because we had two good rookies in it who has been showing their bounce all season in Dennis Smith and Donovan Mitchell. So I think the build up to it was good, but I don't I don't know if they they're better in game dunkers than they are dunking dunking contest dunkers at least for Dennis Smith in my opinion. But I thought the creativity was good, um, you know, I because sometimes for for maybe a lot of years there. You just kind of see the same old dunks. Yes. The guy throws a lob. He does double clutches it, and I think you know maybe the last few years the the creativity's been a lot better. Um, so so that was one thing I had going for him. And I I don't remember hearing this, but this might be the first time in years that we didn't have Magic Johnson say that the dunk contest is back. I didn't hear him say it this year. <laughs> and he says it every. It's year. kind of ironic because I thought this was a pretty good dunk contest. To the point where you would say, "Oh, you know," uh, I don't not, know. Not where you would say it's back, but where you would Zach say, and Aaron, they they raised the bar, yeah. on on what we expect as far as the dunking contest. So this one was a, a little because it was back for like eight years. Yeah. So this year it's not back, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. But looking at the contest, what did you think of the the contestants individually? How did you think Oladipo did? I liked Oladipo. I just watched this dunk that he didn't do on on uh, on YouTube. Where he was basically 360, where he threw it off, taps it off the glass. Like a double tap, so, yeah. sort of like what Larry Nance did. Yeah. Um, off a of 360, though. Which I think a lot of people would have uh, would have really liked that. And it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like the Larry Nance one that people didn't really notice initially. It was a little yes. too fast. And he, like, had to, like, politic about exactly. it. Like, hey, wait a minute. Like, everybody watch, look up at the instant watch, replay right watch now. Watch exactly what I did. Because you definitely missed this. I mean, but it was one of those things where it was like you had to watch it a second time to really get the full effect because. Watching it in live speed, it was it was it was like okay, is this just a regular dunk that he yeah. lose the ball? Like what was yeah, it? Did he but it? then when you watch it off the replay and it slowed down and you see the double tap, you're like, oh, that's it was, hard. <laughs> it had me jump out my seat off a replay. Like that was yeah. the first time that a slow motion dunk made me jump out my seat as opposed to seeing it in, in, in fast motion at live speed. Because right? generally live is is more impressive. Yes, it's more exciting because, because the speed, of, yeah, the, the the power of what the they dunk. really had to do. Yeah, so I mean, I, I liked it. The creativity, the fact that you had to go back. And look at it again. I think it gave it a certain, you know, it gave it a certain creativity to it. It was like sort of like the Vince dunk when you put his arm through. The, like you didn't know yeah. what you exactly yeah. saw. Yeah, And that then was when similar. you finally saw it, it was like, oh, you oh, had that, that aha moment. So I yeah. guess that was one of the things he was going for. Yeah. And it was a pretty good dunk. Um, I felt like Dennis Smith. He had a good dunk contest, but his yeah. first dunk, he just approached it nonchalantly. He, I, I guess, he thought that his vertical jump was just gonna push him through yeah. to the next round because that first dunk. He didn't really go at it with enough aggression, enough performance, and that's why he received the 39 to such a low score, even though he got on the judges about his score. I think if he did something with a little bit more power, a little bit more flash, 
then he would have got a slightly higher score to push. He got through. going the rest of the time. Yes, because his second dunk was a 50. Yeah. His second dunk was amazing, and I'm just like, wow. If you would have brought, like, just a little bit more of that energy, if you would have brought that on the first dunk, you would have did well. But, I mean, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? He, I like him. The, the contest winner. I like him. Um, I think his his Vince Carter dunk, you know, obviously was, was cool in that it was uh, giving a lot of respect to uh, one of probably the best dunks we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, it wasn't quite as clean or as smooth as Vince Carter's dunk. But at the same time, he's a good three inches shorter. Yes. So, you know, it, it, it's harder. And it so is. he pulled it off in what is arguably a more difficult version of the dunk. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also thought that, you know, Larry Nance kind of – sometimes when guys are so tall, yes, that it's, was gonna be it's my next not point. as obvious that what they did was really difficult. Yes. And so he does a lot of, like, contorting mm-hmm. and, like, going across his body and all these, like, kind of subtle things that make the dunk much harder. But, you know, to to a casual viewer, it's like, well, he didn't even do anything there. Um, so I think sometimes the, those kind of dunks can be really underrated because there's just these subtle degree of difficulty things that maybe your average person doesn't really pick up on. One thing that I, that I look at as far as dunking in itself is that I feel like there's a certain height where the dunk just looks prettier. Yeah. Like, so I think from 6'5 to about, let's say, 6'8, 6'9, I think that's the ideal height of a dunker. Yeah. Because you're not too tall, you're not too short, and then you get to see the full spectrum of the dunk, the leg kicks, how he flared his arms, the the, the twisting motions. It just looks better on those type of dunkers. So when we look at the Dominique Wilkins, the Michael Jordans, we look at Vince Carter's, Jason even even Zach Levine, when we look at these dunkers like that, when we see them, those are the the ideal prototype of a dunker, I think. Because when you get a little bit too small, it's kind of harder to palm the ball. You can't really get the flexation, as Kenny the Jet Smith said at the at the dunk contest. You can't really get the flexation on your dunk, to, for lack of a better word. Really so, extend. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I give Donovan Mitchell a lot of credit on that dunk, on, on actually pulling out the Vince Carter yeah, dunk. Yeah, that's hard. I, I, I think when he cocked it back, he kind of pulled it. Slightly farther, so it was like it looked. Yeah. It looked really he pretty. Back. It was, and where he jumped from. So you got to give him a lot of credit on that dunk, especially with him being at the height that he was. And back to Larry Nance with with the taller guys, um, and you can go back through like Sean Kemp and even Dwight Howard. The, some of these dunks that they do, even though they're really hard, they don't appear to be as difficult because it's like, well, you're huge. Of course you should convert that. Like, yes, like so, it's obvious yeah. that you should be able to do these things. So that's why I mean. A lot of those those taller guys, um, obviously they know they have to do something a little extra, but somehow <coughs> in the presentation, it, 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 still, yeah. like, it doesn't come off that way. I mean, I know that the big man wants to be included in, in the all-star festivities because, I mean, I, I think we've seen a lot with the big man. They, they don't really have a shot at winning the three-point contest, obviously, in right. past years. And the Which dunk would be contest, cool if there was a big yes, man who went for it. In the dunk it. contest now. I mean, I think if you had somebody, well, Meritage, I don't think we really consider him a big, but he is tall. I think long. Yeah. he's someone who probably could contend. Um, Laurie Markkinen from the Bulls, he yeah. has a pretty good We might see shot. him next year. Yeah, so, I mean, you have some bigs who possibly can shoot, but I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, that's a nice segue to... The three-point contest, and what did you think of the festivities since you're the shooter of the bunch? It was okay. It was okay. I mean, we were talking earlier about the the money ball rack. Um, so not only do you have a money ball on each rack, but you have an entire rack that's all money balls. And sort of like we were saying with conferences yes. and history, I don't really like that 
we have these like now inflated scores that are not comparable to the past. I mean, one one thing that's cool about to me the three point contest is that you can have this objective standard where everybody has to do the exact same thing. And so if you were the best at it, you were clearly the best at it, and there's no argument against it. You got the high score. It's like a video game, right? Yes. And, you, you, and you put your name up there, and you got the high score, <laughs> so and it's up there it until someone takes it down, yes. right? Like, I, 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 that's what I think this event is, right? And, you know, there's so many subjective debates about who's a better player and who's a better team in this era versus that era. And one of the pure th- – and even the dunk contest can be really subjective. So I feel like one of the cool things about the three-point contest is it can be so simple as to have an objective standard. And so when we have the rack full of money balls, um, you know, it inflates the scores. And, and so when you take that into account, I don't think these guys are actually shooting the ball all that well, right? I mean, we're in this era right now where we're shooting the three-pointer better than ever. Better than ever. We've right? seen shooters unlike... Across the whole league. Unlike we've seen before, yes. And, and yet we're not getting a 30 versus 29 in the three-point contest in the finals. We're not getting a bunch of guys who get 25s. So I, I, I kind of was surprised that the shooting was not that great, especially when you have this money ball rack that, yeah. that should inflate the scores. I mean, my, my whole my, one thing I was thinking about with the three-point contest, we saw that Devin Booker, he got the highest score in a round. Right. But, I mean, how is it really the highest score if – you have all these money balls, and I get it. This this is what the game is changing to. I mean, when we when things start to expand, you have to, I guess, change some things or or put something new in it. Yeah, exactly. Throw like a that. new wrinkle in there that that'll bring the fans back in. But I mean, I feel like the three point contest was something that was never going anywhere because it it is what it is. Either you can shoot or you can't, and you're gonna get the best shooter yeah. when this competition. How many like, things can you add? To exactly. It? It's not like a dunk contest where you have to have this creativity. creativity. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. to to win people over <laughs> on this contest. It's just shoot the ball, make the ball, get a high score. So I don't think that is much that you could really do to it to try to spice it up. But I think that was another another situation like how I feel about the one through sixteen seeding where they're trying yeah. to find a problem to fix when it's when it's non-existent. But I mean, it adds some excitement to the game. It does. The fans like to see it, and I I just feel like this is this weekend is for the fans. Yeah. And so LeBron just came out with a statement about how when you want to change things with the NBA, okay, you want to. Draft the all stars, draft the all stars, but don't mess with the seeding of the playoffs. That yeah. that is what it is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When you want to give something for the fans, this is what you do. You give this them all star weekend, weekend. Where you can screw you make those changes. Yeah. You, you let the fans control this. Make it an interactive yeah, thing where it's like the fans have control over this game and we what happens. Vote for the players. Exactly. This is the fans' game. This is for you. But now, when it's one through sixteen, we can't look at what the outsiders and what the naysayers, well, not naysayers, but what. Everybody else and the pundits are saying about the game. Let the players play the exactly. game. Exactly. Let the players play the game the way it's meant to be played. It's certain things that you just can't take away from the game because it loses the allure, it loses that tradition and that connection that is had throughout time. And yeah. so if you do that, you're messing with the history of the game. Not saying it's going to go anywhere because basketball is going to be here forever in a day. But I just feel like you just it's just certain things you can't mess with. And I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man <laughs> on my soapbox, but I just feel like in certain instances, you need that tradition to establish where you're going, and we have that, and so you should just keep that the way it is and, and don't change it too much. Well, that's a good segue into the actual All-Star game where the tradition had gotten stale over the last few years, right? Where essentially there was no defense being played, and, you know, it, everybody everybody likes a pickup game, right, because it's fun and loose, but a pickup game with absolutely 
no defense where guys are basket hanging. It, it, it ceases to be fun at a certain point, and I think that's what happened to the All-Star game over the last few years. So by switching this format up and drafting teams, right, and, and having captains that were essentially kind of accountable for their teams, I think it really added something to, uh, to this weekend and to this game. Um, this was one of the more competitive games we've had in a long time. It was. And it went back to the way that it used to be, which was for like three and a half quarters, you know, guys are kind of screwing around and throwing lobs and it's fun and loose. And then things tighten up and guys actually want to win and you have the best players in the world trying to win. Exactly. And I, I thought that's what this was. And so I, I was really pleased with how the actual All-Star game played out, even though, um, you know, maybe people are sort of past the All-Star game um, and it's not really on people's radar the way it was maybe 10 years ago yes. or so. But I, I do feel like this game was closer to the quality of the games that we used to see. I think what it is is the the fact that we've had super teams. It's like, okay, do we really want to watch another All-Star game when we come we could come to watch the game any any given night and see three or four superstars on the same team? Yeah. Like, that's an All-Star in itself. Like, to have a team where you can quote the names of the players, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony... That's an all-star team right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have to say it about the Warriors. They had four all-stars um, two years ago. So it's like... It's not that's that special Exactly. <laughs> that's an all-star team. You know what I'm saying? So, and we've seen LeBron James and Kyrie Irving on the same. So it's just like, do we, do we really want to watch this game where we see all the stars of the league come together? Because we know that it's not going to be played in the fashion or in the vein of a real game. Are we really going to say, okay, these best competitors are coming together and now it's going to be, you know what I'm saying, like this really big game? Like what if after the finals, well, I don't know if after the finals, but have like sort of like the Pro Bowl yeah. of, of basketball where now you have another summer all-star game where all the players come together and now it's like a pickup game where it's not as confined as the NBA. We would run it like maybe like how the Drew League is run. It will be like a street ball type tournament with yeah. these players and now we really get to see them open up their games and not have to play within a realm of, I guess, what we would want an All-Star game. Because, I, honestly, for me, an All-Star game should be come out, have fun. I want to see as many dunks as possible. I want to see who has the best handle. I want to see who can make the farthest shot. So, it's just like, I I feel like the fact that they got on the players last year for the game that they played, I don't think that it was um, warranted. I think they did what the fans wanted. The fans wanted to see the scoring, like, when two people come together and they play a video game and it's like, okay, let's play the All-Star game, they're there to score as many points as possible. This is the one time where you can have fun with the game, and I think the players being chastised for that last year, it did make the the game, the actual All-Star game, a, a better game, which we saw, and LeBron James came away with the MVP. He also had the, the game-winning shot, and we saw a defense within like the last, because it was like 35 seconds left. After yeah, a defensive stop was so, to yeah. play the game. Um, but yeah, I mean... No player wants to get hurt in an all-star game, right? And no player really takes it all that seriously. So I understand why it's not like full tilt, balls-to-the-wall effort. At the same time, I think it is cool to see the best players in the world really go at each other and, and have, you know, the best five versus the best five. And, like, let's play uh, something somewhat close to a real game and see how this plays out. So I think, like, the unofficial agreement was always... 
we'll do that for the last few minutes of the game, and the game will be determined on that basis, but we're not going to play the whole game that way because the players don't really want it. And and I understand, it, it if not. you get hurt in an All-Star game and you can't make your stretch run in the second half of the season, I mean, that's a disaster for a player really and a is. team and a whole franchise. So I get why the players want to be loose about it and have fun, but at the same time, like I think it's cool that we've always had this sort of gentleman's agreement of, yes, we'll do that most of the game, and then we'll tighten up in the last five minutes and you know put on a put on a show, really go at it for five minutes. Were there any other um, standoff performances, whether good or bad, that you took away from the All Star game? Not really. I mean, I think uh, the thing with LeBron is, like, when you watch him in an All Star game, I mean, you watch, uh, you know, these guys on like a on the world team, you really see that like the best of the best players play on these super teams the way they would play on any other team. LeBron gets like 28, 8, and 8. Like, no matter who he's playing with, if it's with his team, if it's with a team of all-stars, like, he's he going to put together numbers. that game. It doesn't matter what the competition is. And he I just... His game. And it was kind of like Durant in, in um, you know, like in the Olympics, where it's like, he's just going to have, like, a Kevin Durant game. And and is you made an interesting point about, like, maybe what could happen in the summer. We, people are always talking about how basketball is like all year round now, yes. right? Because we care about free agency and we care about the summer league. Why not have like a more official Drew League or just kind of televise the Drew League, right, to a greater extent? And um, it's not like players don't play pickup games all the time in, in the off season. It's not like these guys are just like resting and are afraid to play basketball unless it's an official game. And, you know, like, Jamal Crawford <laughs> yes. is out there playing yes. a basketball game, like, whenever, wherever. And, you know... He's well-known on the Seattle To team. a similar extent, like, he's he's putting up that same game, no matter who the competition yes, is yes, and, or what year it is. And so, yeah, I think maybe we would see something like that in, yeah, that in the near future, where we get a little more basketball in the summer when we're all, like, jonesing for really seeing NBA action. I mean, we're, we're seeing it. There's another tournament that comes on. I think it's called The Tournament, if I'm not mistaken. It comes on um, ESPN. I think for the last few years, it's been the price has been going up by about a few million dollars. I think last year it was $2 million. Hmm. It was a team called Overseas Elite that was led by, um, if I remember his name, DJ Kennedy. I think he played at St. John's. So we, we do have these tournaments where, you know, we see these these players, but I think if we had the NBA players yeah. in these tournaments, like because like you said, James Harden, he just certain number a lot, of superstars. A lot of these players, James Harden and Chris Paul, was playing in the Drew League together. That would have gave us a sense of what to expect, and I think yeah. a lot of people would have loved to see that. Like, oh wow, that that would have raised the level of excitement.